Hello, everybody. Welcome to Aspire to Inspire, uh, our very first podcast here at Aspire IQ. Um, I'm Brian Brennan, Director of Sales Development at Aspire IQ, and I'm joined by my colleague, Madison Smith. Hey, Madison, what's going on? Hello, everyone. So excited to be finally kicking this off. As Brian yes. said, my name is Madison Smith. I'm the Senior Marketing Strategist at Aspire IQ. And I'm just so excited to be chatting all things with you, Brian. This is yeah. this. I know it's well long overdue. I think we've been talking about doing this for like a year and a half now. So I'm pumped so to actually get <laughs> it actually into the um, into people's audio. So I'm I'm super stoked on that. But what we're talking about today, guys, is recapping the Aspire Hire Summit from the last two days. It was just an incredible two day event. We got on Clubhouse last night to oh, talk yeah. to some of the folks and we got bumped by Mark Zuckerberg. We'll be talking about <laughs> that next week. Um, but I think that the biggest things that we want to highlight for everyone is just like a little bit of a recap of some of the big takeaways from the last two days and really just kind of get people some, some really nice knowledge to share amongst their teams internally, but also just give people an opportunity, keep that momentum riding from the conference because we all saw it. We were there. The chat was on fire it was incredible like there were so many different conversations right like i mean the part when like peter dropped his like funny video in when we had that like small technical (laughs) that was amazing blew up the entire thing i think people were like oh my god they're funny they're relatable they have a sense of humor they don't care that it's not perfect but it was still really awesome so um let's start with biggest takeaways madison what was your biggest takeaway of the uh, of the two days and you know what were your thoughts yeah so There were, I mean, there were definitely a ton of takeaways. I think I could like talk this entire time about just like the things that I learned. One of my favorite things is being able to hear from our brands, especially from, you know, CEOs and directors of influencer at different companies and just see how they view influencer marketing. And it's definitely, it's always a refreshing take that they have and So I think one of my, one of the biggest takeaways was, and I'm probably going to be continuing to talk about them because I just loved, they had two sessions. I absolutely loved each session, Tula. They said in the very first, they were the very first session, Caitlin, she used to be at HelloFresh. I, you know, was their CSM back when I was a CSM. So I have a good relationship (laughs) with her, but she ended up moving over to Tula. She's now their director of influencer partnerships and marketing. And she said, influencers are an extension of your marketing team. And if there is one thing that could be taken away from this summit, I hope that that is it. Because that is something that we continue to have to educate brands every single day, no matter if they are a Fortune 500 company or a small business just starting out. We're continuing to educate them that they need to see influencers and content creators as an extension of their company and basically like a freelancer or like a contractor. And I loved that Tula sees them that way because Tula has such an incredible influencer marketing program. And I I am in Facebook groups. People talk about it all the time. They're like, I'm constantly seeing Tula on social media, like, is this something I need to buy? And people have long conversations about it. So clearly they're doing something right. Right. And it's so funny you say that because like my wife has some Tula skincare stuff. I was just like, yesterday, I didn't even notice that she had it. (laughs) And I was like, basically saying like, how did you hear about them? Yeah. What were like, what were, what she's like, 
I don't know. I saw them. They were in like one of my like bachelor groups that I'm in on Facebook and they were, and people were talking about it there. And then they were talking about, she's like, I saw some Instagram ads from them. I get, I was getting things from them every single place I was looking on my phone and that yeah. got me researching into the brand. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to curse. Maybe we cut that part, but <laughs> holy shit. Like I, it was like something that for me, it just really showed that power of if you really totally. let these people in to be a part of the, of your marketing team, they are going to be able to tell a story better than anybody else on that team. Yes. And I, I love that. So they, they said, you know, influencers are an extension of your marketing team. They also said that they see influencers as a social selling distribution channel, which goes to our point that we've been talking about, but they see influencers as entrepreneurs who build these online digital boutiques with an engaged audience. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt because literally (laughs) wear that in every single call that I have with a brand, because it is the perfect way to explain influencers, especially to people who, you know, leadership that aren't really bought into the idea of utilizing influencers because they see it as, you know, back 10 years ago when it first started, that it was just somebody who would, you know, accept free product or like they'll post something just for a paycheck. But nowadays people who are serious about being content creators, and that's, I kind of like to see them more in that content creation light than more of that influencer light because they are taking the product, utilizing it in their own lives and being able to tell this story about how they authentically can incorporate it into their life. And then creating this beautiful content for you that, and they create it in a way that they know will appeal to their audience because they have that audience trust and they've been able to build this trust with their audience and they know what will sell amongst their own audience. Yeah. Because they're so smart like that. And that's kind of goes into that like social selling, you know, online digital boutique kind of yeah. mentality. And then they are, you know, posting it, putting it out there that creates that brand awareness, that word of mouth brands are getting that content. And then brands can then go and take that and put that in their email marketing, put that on their website, like every channel within a marketing program, you can utilize content creator content. And then I actually talked to a couple creators and they were like, I actually take DMS that I get once I've posted something, if I get a DM about a product, I then send it to the brand. (laughs) that's that's product feedback like that is like they they actually send a dm yeah they screenshot the dms if like they say like oh you know a question about the product or about the brand they'll send it to the brand so that that is amazing product feedback that brands just like wouldn't be getting on their own and on their own marketing teams like that's such valuable insight that even honestly goes beyond a marketing team that is that's influencers impact really your entire company yeah and so they I, help, I, they so help I, build the brand they help build yeah. the brand right like it's, yep. it's it's insane and we we yesterday in the in the clubhouse room we had a creator up on stage with us and yep the the, the, the biggest thing that I, I i think if you're a brand out there that's struggling to get buy-in that influencers can be an extension of your team listen to what the creators are saying. Like Nika said yesterday to us, and I think, I, I think I wrote it down. I got to think I can find it, but this is bad radio. But I think from, 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 from that side, the, the biggest thing she felt was that she 
that was what stood out to her when a brand reaches out to her. The biggest thing that stood out to her was if, if they allow her to personalize, if they give her inspiration. And that is something like if you talk about that two-way buy-in, the easiest way to get people into your team is to allow them in, talk to them, let them create stuff on their own. And I think we, we heard this from FabFitFun, you know, kind of segueing into like one of our other sessions from yesterday, like the ASMR stuff from FabFitFun. Such a good, like, such a good segment. I loved like, that. I mean, like, think about that, right? Like you are in, taking people who are doing something very unique. I don't think that's the best way to describe ASMR online, right? It's unique, probably. Very unique. I, it's very unique. I, it's a wild world. You get into like a YouTube rabbit hole with ASMR. Anyway, uh, sidetrack. But with that being said, I think it's the same concept of you're never going to know if it works unless you try it. If you don't let these people in, if you don't let them talk to you, if you don't reach out to these creators and say, hey, we want you to tell our story. Who is it that, what embodies our brand to you? Their audiences love it. Their content reflects it. And ultimately, as we heard yesterday, there was so much value that can be driven from these initial pieces of content that go beyond just social. Right. And we t- you were talking a little bit about Madison, but it's just yeah. like these were the you can use it on email and website and and out of home whenever we get back to that type of advertising. Who knows? <laughs> but ultimately, it's 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 really about figuring, you know, trying to figure out how do you let these people in? Right. Because if you let them in, they can become an extension of your team. And not only can they become an extension of your team, they can help you do all the hard work of building a brand. Right. That's so that was and that was my biggest takeaway yesterday was this concept of testing and reinvesting. You talk about a lot of the times uh, whenever you're on calls with clients and they're like, how do we get people to create authentic content? And from my All perspective, when I, whenever I'm talking to brands, they get this whole thing like, what happens if it doesn't work? I'm like, yeah. well, what do you mean what happens if it doesn't work? If it didn't work, that's okay, right? Marketing is all about testing and reinvesting. And that was the biggest takeaway that I had from the whole event. Every single person that was up on stage talked about a unique way that they would engage their influencers. And FabFitFun's ASMR example is the perfect one where like, can you imagine you were working for FabFitFun? I almost wanted to like, see if I can get her on a sidebar on this, but like you work at FabFitFun, you are this like polished, super trendy, super chic box. I love it. And then you go to your CMO and be like, hey, we wanna uh, get these people who do like soft readings and really unique voices. to tell our story like that is the complete opposite of who they are as a brand but what she talked about was not only did that work for them but they were able to tap into a whole brand new audience of people that they didn't even know they could get in touch with because of these different individual tests and it's it was so impactful for me to to hear people be like wow that's all it takes is just giving it a try and, and, and seeing if it works well yeah that's what it's like. I, we, we heard that with some people in the chat were about TikTok. Like, I'm scared to go on TikTok. Hand up. Who else is scared to go on TikTok? Yeah, I mean, every totally. single brand is like, I don't know what to do with it. Like, it's weird and it's unlimited scrolling and the people can be a little bit risque, whatever. Should I just wait till I fe- hear other brands are doing it or should I just dive you know, feet first in? And I think the, the, the big consensus takeaway was dive feet first in. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. And Playing catch up is a lot worse than 
having to reinvent early experiments, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Um, you bring up so many good points. And I loved the part that you said in the beginning about personalization. That mm. is one of the best things that content creators can bring to your brand because from a brand perspective, you can only create so much content in-house because you can only really have a couple models, a couple yeah. sets. I mean, it, it's a lot you're of- You're only gonna wanna do as many storyboards as you could physically do in a week, Exactly, right? like you're, yeah. You're only gonna have like four or five like ideal target customers that you're that you're trying to you know, yep. work towards. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can only reach or create content that will reach so many types of audiences. There's not that many that you yeah. can reach from your own perspective, but when you open it up to being able to get content from people who- have every single audience type it's it's incredible the amount of scale that you can achieve when you open things up to having influencers be a part of your brand and yeah. being a part of your brand growth and exactly there were a lot of sessions that touched on how important personalization is i know in the growth and personalization at global scale they said you know personalization will always lift your messaging Tula talked about how they give their creators the freedom to create their own personalized content, but incorporating their own mission. And they have yeah. a very important mission about how they really believe that, you know, it should be a, all positivity. They don't talk about anti-aging. They say ageless beauty. They want to make sure that people don't have to choose between what's healthy and what works. So yep. they have all those kind of missions. They have influencers weave that into their own personalized content on Pinterest, like the Pinterest session. They talked about yep. how you can really take what's trending and personalize it to you so that you're still creating content that is relevant. Yeah. Duncan Blair, he's the VP of marketing at article. He mentioned we love the unexpected ways people put furniture together and all the ways people create content for them. It's just not something that they could achieve in-house. And that right. is, I feel like such a good example because you can only set up so many vignettes of like different furniture yeah. layouts, but if you're able to actually send people furniture that they can put into their own homes and how they style it, it's always going to be unique. Nobody it's is going to be able to, nobody is going to style it the same way. And yeah. that is something that's so important. It's almost like talking about the influencer industry in general is that it will never be saturated, which is something they brought up in the Pinterest session because yeah. everyone always has a unique style, a unique voice, and always really has something to say because everyone's story is unique. And that yeah, is something that can be weaved into all of the content that comes out of influencers. It's so true. It's so true. And I think the, 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 one of the, the, the punchier one-liners that we got that relates to that is Allie Weiss. Yes. She said, community is an input, not an output. Loved that. And that was like, I'm standing up clapping right now. You guys can't <laughs> see this like bad radio. Right. But I think the ultimate co concept is like, oh my God, that is so simple whenever you put it in that lens, because it's not, really? Like you, 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 the, the focus of the community is to drive action, right? It's not just to create it for the sake of creating it, right? And yeah. yes, Glossier, they are our community-driven, you know, focused brand. They were early adopters to doing it, but that goes back to making the case of if you're scared to do this, don't be. Jump two feet in, yeah. find a partner that's going to help you guys do this, and ultimately, really make it all about your customers. If you're customer obsessed 
you're going to win in this in this uh, new market that we live in our environment or consumer habits that we're living in in, in in 2021. And I mean, for me, I think just kind of the other side of it is how do you, what were some like tactical things that people brought up that brands can take away and allow them to do that? Well, Peter from Peak Designs, like probably one of the more, one of the more captivating sessions that I've ever heard because yeah. like candidly, the I love this background first, but second of um, all, like I or, think- yeah. Like In, impeccable to interior design style background goals on a hundred million. I thought it was percent. fake at first, actually. <laughs> we don't know if it is. Cause I, 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 I sometimes can't tell. I mean, people think my background's fake. It's not, it's, it's very real, but um, you guys can't see it again. Uh, another great I love Zoom a, 2021. A podcast. <laughs> um, but I think, you, you know, Peter talked about treating customers as peers and that is synonymous with community as an input, not an output. Mm-hmm. right? Because when you start treating your customers as peers, they will give you honest to God feedback every single yep. time about that. And he, he talked about that with his, with his um, individual, you know, um, you know, skews. His tripod. That he, that, yeah. His tripod, tripod right? like in his, the wrench. Yeah. And his, his customers were like, this is shit. Like go back and redo it. Like it's not working. It, do, it, it, it doesn't help. And yeah. ultimately what that allowed them to do was really take great feedback. Like you were talking about with influencers, screenshotting DMs or product feedback to individual brands. But like, that's another easy way to go to people who are not just influencers or content creators who have an audience and a following. Everybody's influential. I know like yep. Carrie talked about that in her panel, like everybody's influential. Everyone is. I can sit here and influence you guys about who's going to win the March Madness tournament that kicks off, <laughs> that just kicked off. I have no idea what the actual thing is, but I bet you I can make a pretty compelling case. And the point is like that level of influence expands beyond people who are influential, right? Who yep. have an audience, who have these different things and your customers, they physically have bought from you. Right. If you treat them as a peer, they're they 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 bought something from you. They're not just buying something for the sake of buying it. They're buying it because they want something that can fix a specific problem for them. And if you ask them, did this work? Is it working? You're going to be able to accelerate your you know innovation around your different individual products that you're creating at a at a, a rate that I think is like we talked about with personalization and creating storyboards. You're going to be able to create new products with people and really cement yourselves into these brands like ethos and ultimately give them that, I guess you could say like peace of mind that they're being heard because who, who honestly feels heard by every single one of the brands they buy from? I mean, a great example of this, and I'm not going to, you know, completely go down the uh, shit talking <laughs> track. But a like, whole nother episode. I know, but like Spirit Airlines, like they don't listen to their customers at all. And they, and, and a lot of times the, the experience is terrible. And like, that's something that I feel like is such an easy fix, but I think they're afraid to do it candidly. And I don't know what their actual in, in internal processes look like, but if you could just apply this concept of, Hey, a feedback survey after they've purchased something or after they've t- taken a trip with you is not enough. Yeah. How do you go to them individually as a person on the team and say, hey, what'd you think? That comes across so much different than a, you know, a, a survey monkey survey. Hey, on a scale of one to 10, would you ever do this again? Like that's, that's a good data point. But I think it was like uh, Georgina um, yesterday was saying that she has 
18,000 data points about women. Like that was insane. Like that is, that is a different level of, of thought that I think brands are, are still really worried to you know, still trying to figure out how to get there. And I think that was yeah. some, some big, some big things that we learned yesterday was that the easiest way to do it is just jump in, do it. Yeah, like she, make a theme. Yeah. It's like jump into the water. Like it's, it's all you're going to do is get wet. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter either way. Right. So. Yeah. My, I, I did hear that, um, that type of feedback of like, oh, well, are, we are worried that we won't see any success from influencer. You could yeah. try anything else and also not see success. Yeah. And influencer does have proven ROI. So yeah. this is actually something that is less risky to try. And if you, if all you get out of influencers, you tried and all you get is content, that's the most valuable piece of the Content's entire king, queen and the entire Royal court. Exactly. In, 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 yeah. In, in, in 2021. Like, what do you mean? That was a, a failure. You just got 800 assets. Exactly. For the price of one photo shoot. Yeah. But they see, you know, a lot of times you have to, you have to really do more education to leadership because when they're, yeah. when they're removed from the program, all they see is maybe that sales aren't coming in right away. So they're like, mm -hmm. we're putting in this money and we're not getting sales out of it. But that's yeah. not the only part of an influencer program. Sales, yeah. yes, is important. That that does take time, but you could say that for any type of marketing channel. Oh, yeah. we're paying for an email service. We're not seeing, we're not seeing sales out of it. You're not gonna yeah. stop sending out emails. <laughs> exactly. So if you think exactly. of it that way, and so I think it's just something where we just continually need to educate on how impactful influencer and content creators can be. And yep. I, I do like the idea of that you kind of been talking about with like community and different um, points that were brought up, but a couple other ones are, so in the relationships and ROI and brand community session, they yep. said, be the facilitator and not the focus. And I loved that. And then in the social money and new expectations for shared value session, they said community is peer to peer, not brand to consumer. Oh. Those are, I mean, Goosebumps. phenomenal. Yeah, Goosebumps. exactly. Phenomenal ways yeah. to describe how you need to. And I, I went to a summit back, you know, when we used to have in-person summits, oh, I went to a summit and, live events. Yeah. and this one woman who was speaking she said brands need to set the stage and let influencers play on that stage. And I feel like all of these are just very much the same sentiment. Whereas yeah. you need to allow, you need to create a space for people to be able to speak to each other, but you cannot, the brand cannot be the person who is trying to facilitate conversations because it yeah. will just never work. You need right. to allow people your community to speak with each other and yeah. have those peer-to-peer -peer interactions yeah. and not try and insert yourself because that's yeah. how communities grow they grow amongst each other and they're the similarities that they have yeah, yeah it's, it's organic. organic they you can't yeah. force it right. and those have been the best communities like glossier who we we had yeah exactly and i, I you know i know we're going to get this question so i want to hear your take on it madison but like i think you know, is there a, is there like a secret magic number that brands can 
look to that would say, hey, we this is a good amount that we know it's working. And 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 my thought being is the way people buy things now is so different, right? We heard that a little yeah. bit, you know, yesterday. If you give out 15 discount codes to 15 different individual influencers, maybe one person's discount code gets used, but there's still 14 other customers that are driven from that actual interaction that don't use the discount code. So is there a magic number in your opinion that brands should say, hey, if we get this amount of content out at any given time, we should be able to see some type of some type of return as some way. I know we're going to get asked that. I just, I, I can look into a crystal ball and know we're going to get I asked know. That. And I actually don't like when people ask for specific numbers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because it does. Yeah. there is every single brand, even if you're in the same industry as an, as your competitor and they're doing influencer marketing, you'll never yeah. have the same outcome. You'll never have the same. There's no numbers that you, okay, these two brands say they're the exact same product. Yep. They both are going to need to be hitting different numbers. They're, right. Every single brand is unique. And so there is not one number that you could say like, oh, you know, once we've worked with 50 influencers, we've gotten 800 pieces of content, we've made $10,000 in sales. Like that's when we know we, it's been successful. That's, that's just never going to be the case. There's never going to be a lot of yeah. brands ask us all the time, you know, what should our, what should our numbers be that we're hitting? Yeah. And I'm like, th that's not something that I could tell you that is completely yeah. based on you as a company and what you are striving to achieve. And honestly, yeah, it's really difficult to start a program because you're starting yep. from scratch. You're starting from sure. zero. You have not really any insights into how you should like what you should be achieving month to month and so that yeah. is difficult but i think it's important to when you're trying to build your program is just looking at what other channels do you have data on so yeah. if you send out email marketing looking at your email marketing rates at that time and then creating goals based on what you currently have as data so if you, you know, aren't using influencer marketing and you're getting so many open rates and then you utilize influencer marketing in a next round of emails, look at the difference in those open rates. Hopefully they would be going up. And that is where you kind of set your benchmarks as you continue to try and achieve that greater, like the way that the, in, the influencer content is bringing value to, you know, say your influencer mark or your in email marketing. So, so you, so you would kind of call those like leading indicators then? Cause I know yeah. like we had, we had Raven um, who just got a promotion, who yep. is about, yeah. whose bosses are like, I want to drive ROI. Yep. So we all know that we're going to have it covered, but like for all the other Ravens out there who are just getting into this position, yeah, it feels like the, the, the piece of advice that we heard from yesterday and, and, and what you're kind of suggesting is find your leading indicators first. Right. Yeah. If you build out your leading indicators first, right, before you start saying, hey, we're going to get this amount of sales based off one test, it sounds like that's better, the, the, the best way to kind of kickstart a program and really kind of put that community mindset first. Yeah. And yeah, you need to be looking at, like I said, all the data that you currently have. So email open rates, mm -hmm. how many people are searching you on Google as opposed to before? Because that's mm -hmm. also a great indicator because 
they may not have, somebody may not have, you know, they may have seen an influencer post about you on social media, but they may have not, you know, gone through their swipe up link or they may have just, there may have not been the ability to see a swipe up link, whatever it may be. It it may have just been, you know, an Instagram post, but then they go and you see that your Google search rates are going up. That's a great indicator that your influencer marketing program is working. Right. And the amount of people that are visiting your site, like Tula, they said that they have this skincare quiz and it's this, you know, digital skin quiz. They get 80% of traffic is from mobile. And so they ended up when the pandemic hit, they knew that people were going to be on their phones and not, they're not going to be in the stores anymore. So yeah. they looked at their quiz and they said, okay, we need to reduce the number of clicks that it takes to complete the quiz. We need to make it easier to navigate and we need to optimize load speed. We need to make sure there's personalized results. So all of those things, those are great ways to see, okay, is the influencers that are posting increasing the number of people that are taking our quiz? That's successful right there because if they're then getting that personalized results, they said their quiz is one of the biggest revenue drivers for them because people that are was able- mind blowing. Mind blowing. Me. Yeah. Like who takes a quiz and is like, I'm gonna buy something. Me. <laughs> okay. I'm their so, core sorry. I'm their you, core demographic. You, you are, I take you are, the quiz. You are, you because are. yes, because when it comes to things that have to do with beauty, it's very and especially skincare, everybody's skin is different. And so there's not like one one product that you can buy that will treat everything. And me and my friends, we all have different skincare types. And so I can't go to them and be like, Hey, like you have completely different skin than me, but can you tell me what products I should be buying? So if I know that Tula is, has a great reputation, they have a mission that they want to make sure that you both have something healthy, clean, and actually works that in my mind, I'm going to go to them to get advice. And they, they said that they, or her, their CEO, Savannah, they said, or she said they have their live skincare, uh, retail field team. They didn't want to lose them. So they transitioned them from the stores online. That's a, that's, that was, that was wild. That was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was something to me that I, I just felt like we, It's just such like a, it's it's like a, like an aha moment for brands, right? Like how do you use this information to drive a result and how do you like, I mean, I I can almost like see the conversations people are having like, Hey, I'm looking for a new, keep me honest here, Madison face cleanser. Am I right? I'm on some sort of, yeah, I need, I need to do face cleanser. And someone's like, well, Hey, try this or try that. Like you, it's not personalized to you and you don't have no idea if it works, but imagine if someone's like, Hey. I use Tula. What I love about them is they ask you, ask, ask you a quiz and give yes. your own personalized results and then give you something personalized. That creates a whole new level of experience for me. Yep. And that was like something at the core of every single one of these brands was how do I create a moment, that moment of joy that Ali talked about? Like, how do I create that, uh, that opportunity to capture like that? Oh my God, they're talking to me. Yes. This is for me. You know, like I, I, I've done this with like certain products in, in my life, but question for you is if, you, do you still use a discount code after Always. that quiz? Are you still hawking for the, okay. Oh so yeah. I know we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. With, 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 with a brand like that, now this is me personally, but I wouldn't use a discount code. 
And the I know, reason honestly, being, no, I, I get what you mean that you want yeah. to like put your full funds towards their business, but mm-hmm. I am just, you know, I'm a millennial. I, I need sure. a discount code. I'm, you know, my mom would, you know, kill me if I never used a discount code. That's like what she's ingrained in me. Find the That's best the deal. That's the jersey yeah. in you. So it's just it. been ingrained in me. But yes, I, you know, I love a uh, code and I also, but I also go out of my way to try and find an influencer's code because ah. I want to make sure that they, that influencer is getting credit. So if they have, you know, have put something in as a swipe up. I make sure to go through it. I want to make sure that that brand is seeing that their influencer program is being successful. Snaps all around for that. I mean, that's that. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think that's, that, that's, that's, that's really true because, you know, I think everyone's, but everyone's different, right? Like for example, yeah. like you're, you're saying, Hey, I'm always hunting for a discount code. I want to make sure I'm getting the best deal, but I want to make sure it's attributed properly to the right people who are getting me in the door. Right. So I think, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up, man, we, wow, we're all, we are already at 30 minutes. My goodness. I cannot believe we've been talking this long, but I know. as we kind of wrap up, like for, for, for me, the, the final point that was a big sticker for me was all about, Hey, listen, don't shy away from discount codes, but don't just use discount codes for the sake of using discount codes. It's like you were saying, Madison, if you're going to incorporate a discount code, incorporate it into your broader program of how you're speaking to every single person individually right and i think that was something that was just such a big takeaway uh for every single person yesterday as well but i think we're wrapping up on time dude i know i i I feel like i could there was just so many more takeaways that i want to talk about like you know rebecca from third love talking about marrying art and science like influencers are your best focus groups there's Mm -hmm. just so much great information that came out of it so If you're listening, definitely make sure to check out all of the recorded episodes. There was so many incredible speakers from the founder of Pop Chips, Pinterest. We had Roll, Bodacious, you know, people, the global head of performance marketing at Canva. I mean, we just had such incredible people and every single one of them gave insights that were so incredibly valuable. Yeah, I, I I I always felt like a thirty minute wrap up would never would, would never be enough. We did a, we did an hour long clubhouse room yesterday. Yep. We did a thirty minute wrap up today. It's never going to be enough. So please, yes, check out all those resources that Madison mentioned. But also, we're going to be keep we're also going to be keeping doing this. So I think yes. that what, what we're thinking about it is we are going to be doing a clubhouse room every single Tuesday night. Yep. Um, I think at seven o'clock Eastern, 7 five o'clock PM Mountain. Eastern. Yep. Here in Denver and, and four o'clock on the West Coast. Yep. So tune in there. We'll be talking just kind of overall trends we're seeing in week over week, have conversations with brands. We'd love to have brands come on and tell their story. That was the thing that Definitely. was the biggest thing that happened at the event was brands wanted to tell their story and people told their story in the clubhouse room afterwards, but we're doing it every single Tuesday. Keep an eye out for every single recorded uh, session that we do. We'll be doing these weekly, but anything else, Madison, on your end, or we want to wrap up. Nope. I think we're good to wrap up. Yeah. And continue to check back and we'll, we'll be sending out all ways that you can consume our content, but definitely make sure to join the coffee shop, our Slack channel. That is a community within itself. People are loving the opportunity to talk to so many different brands within Mm -hmm. the coffee shop. So definitely join there. We'll be posting all of our episodes there. And you can also, we definitely want to hear your feedback. So we, any, any types of topics you want to hear about any brands you would love to hear from, 
please let us know. Go ahead and join the coffee shop. You can see the information. It's all, all on our website, aspireiq.com. Yep. Community is an input, not an output. So we want your guys' feedback. Let us know every single thing that you guys want to hear about from us. But until next time, signing off, I'm Brian. I'm Madison. Madison All right. See y'all later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.